We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on local now, channel 525. Good afternoon, everybody. I am Pastor Scott Furrow, your guest host for Southern California Live today. I am the senior pastor of the First Baptist Church of San Diego. It's great to be with you again today. And I get to be your guest host all week long on Southern California Live. So we got a lot of things to talk about. And uh, I always look forward to it, getting to know you better and the things that are on your mind. So I want to encourage you to give us a call, 888-52-TALKS. 888-528-2557. You know, if you're thinking about it and you listen to our program every day, which I hope you do, uh, put that number in your phone just so you can say, you know, hey, Siri, call uh, KKLA, and it'll just do it. I just said that. Now my phone's calling KKLA. You know, I'm going to call into my own show now accidentally. How do I stop this from happening? What a funny thing. Okay. Uh, But I encourage you to do that. Don't do it while you're driving. Okay, wait, just, you know, you can actually tell Siri to make a note of it and remind you later if you're uh, cool with that. But I think it's a great thing to do to be a part of the show. We love to hear from you. And I'm definitely interested in hearing from you this hour because I want to talk about uh, today's election day. Lots of politics going on, lots of different issues being voted on. And it will be curious. I'm curious to see how things turn out because it will probably, uh, not probably, but for sure, it will drive a lot of the conversation in our country coming up. And uh, over the next year as we get ready for uh, midterm elections. And uh, so do that. Get your uh, get your coffee ready. Join the program. 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I believe that the polls have just closed in Virginia. So, you know, that that one's the one that has all the national news uh, attached to it. And uh, I think we might even get some results uh, on this show. You might hear it here first. And uh, I think that would be fun. Right. Uh, I actually uh, I'm not doing it on the on the off-year elections, but the midterms and the general election, I actually host a big group of people online where I give election results, and my goal every year is to try to give it out before the television news networks. You know, I don't have to worry about really being wrong. Nobody's going to fire me or sue me. It's all free, and I get a huge crowd. It's kind of unbelievable, and uh, I got to tell you, there are there are times when, uh, especially when there is an upset or something uh, that you call, you know, when I was able to call Donald Trump the president in 2016, quite a bit earlier than most of TV, and I was taking a little bit of a risk there, but I it for sure looked like it was going to happen, and of course it did. It was funny as the silence. Like everyone was like, "Whoa, that is uh, not what we were expecting today." Uh, although I was, it uh, was a big deal. Anyway, I thought I would talk about that, and it and it affects things. It affects things in our world. It affects things for us as believers, and as we have been talking about on our program, we need to be involved. Uh, we need to be aware of what the issues are. And there's a bunch of reasons. Sometimes the reason is just to inform our vote, which we should be taking. Sometimes the reason is because we are personally affected by what's going on. I mean, every one of us is personally affected one way or another by all of the different things that have been passed or been, uh, I shouldn't say passed. There's not really a lot of laws passed about COVID, but uh, a lot of the the rules that have been laid down for us in different ways. And, you know, our local elections matter a lot. You know, if I have a pet peeve for lots of people voting, particularly 
uh, for a lot of us right now. It's that we don't pay enough attention to the local elections. We tend to uh, nationalize things, and we worry about that, but then we only think about it every two or four years. But the local elections, our local officials uh, from the school boards to the county supervisors to city councils, they matter a lot. The decisions they're making are impacting us significantly, actually in many ways more significantly than what is going on in Washington, D.C. There are a lot of signs today of the uh, fall of Western civilization. Um, Roundabouts on the roads, you know what roundabout is? Uh, I think that's a sign of the fall of Western civilization. Can't stand it. I just, I don't get it. Four-way stop, that's good enough for me. I, I get it. I, I went to the, I read the DMV manual. I know which way to go, uh, roundabouts. Another thing that is a sign of the fall of Western civilization is the uh, cheating Astros in the World Series. Uh, you're rooting for the uh, the Braves? Uh, I know they beat the Dodgers, and, uh, you know, for me, the World Series almost was the Dodgers beating the Giants. It was such a relief when that happened. Uh, but I'm definitely rooting for the Braves for a couple of reasons, not just because they're playing the cheating Astros. Um, although I would have to say as much criticism as I might have for them. Uh, if you are in Los Angeles, especially you kind of have to root for Astros manager, Dusty Baker. He wasn't there for any of that. And Dusty Baker, he's, you know, he's one of us. Uh, he is beloved in our town and, uh, former Dodger left fielder. When I was a kid, he's loved by me. Okay. And by a lot of you, when I was a kid, and he was the left fielder for the Dodgers. We would go to games. And my best friend, he had, well, his parents had front row seats in the box seat level right by the left field foul pole. So we were sitting in the very front row. And if you're old enough to remember this, what you would do when Dusty Baker would come out is that you would throw a pack of gum at him like you would bubble gum. And I mean, it's you, you'd probably get thrown into Dodger jail if you did this today. But back then, all these people, there'd probably be 100 people throwing packs of gum at Dusty Baker. That was the thing you did in left field. And he would go around, and he would pick up one or two that he really liked the flavor of, and uh, the bat boy would come out and pick up the rest of them. He, he loved it. That was his thing, and it was so much fun. I'm like 10 years old, right, and I'm in the front row. And one of my favorite memories is I had a pack. We would always stop at 7-Eleven or somewhere, and we'd get the gum that we're going to throw at Dusty Baker. And uh, I bought this package of my favorite gum at the time was something that was new. It was called tidal wave gum. I, I think it's gone now, but you would, there's this weird square and grape flavored tidal wave and you'd bite into it and it would explode with this goopy sugary stuff inside that was flavor the gum. And so they called it tidal wave. And uh, I, I loved it. And uh, so I bought that gum. I was so excited to have that because I'm going to share it with Dusty Baker. And I threw it as hard as I could and I hit him right in the hip bang, right in the hip. And he reached down and he picked up the tidal wave gum and he put it in his back pocket. And then the next inning, while he was chewing it, he hit a home run, which I took credit for uh, because I hit him with the uh, the gum. I suppose today you can't throw anything at anybody, which probably makes some sense in today's world. Anyway, all that is to say that I'm rooting for uh, Dusty Baker personally, but I got to root for the Braves. Uh, I got Jason from Irvine calling in uh, who uh, has a question. Jason, welcome to the Southern California Live program. Yes, thank you so much. I just wanted to ask, um, because I am a baseball fan, and yes. the Houston Astros are cheaters. Um, they will forever be cheaters in my eyes, as long as uh, those players are still there. But is there a Bible verse that we could apply to them being uh, just cheaters? Is there anything uh, that we can look at that? Is there a Bible verse about the Houston Astros being cheaters? 
Uh, you know what? I'll tell you what, off the top of my head, I don't know. And I'll probably search the scriptures and find all kinds of stuff about forgiveness and not holding grudges and all of that stuff. You know, uh, I'll have to figure out if that counts towards inanimate baseball team organizations. Uh, all right. That's all I wanted to know, but thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Yeah. There's uh there's no Bible verse, uh, as far as I know, but I'm going to, I'm going to look, uh, and see if I can find something that, uh, that we can find, you know, there's all kinds of Bible verses we can, we can go use to, uh, twist for our own pleasure or to uphold our own position, but, uh, we shouldn't do that. Um, so I won't, I, I, I won't do that. Maybe I'll look around just for fun, but, uh, but no, anyway, cheating Astros, uh, I hope they lose. And, you know, from the, the political side of things, you know, it bugs me that Major League Baseball, maybe this isn't on your mind and maybe you don't know it, but it bugs me that Major League Baseball pulled the All-Star game from Atlanta this year because of New Georgia voting laws. Uh, and they moved it to Denver, which has basically the same voting laws, oddly enough. What bugs me about it is not the baseball side of it as much as it's when a big sporting event comes to town, it helps businesses, in particular the small businesses. It helps the hotels and it brings in tax revenue for the city. It's a huge deal, right? But when you take it away from the mom and pop shops, the little restaurants, the little boutiques, the different things that are counting on that revenue, uh, it's a big deal. So I'm grateful that uh, the World Series is in Atlanta for those people who lost that, uh, that revenue in a very difficult time when their businesses are already in trouble. Um, they got it back. They got three games, three games actually of the World Series. Good for them. And uh, so that's what I'm thinking uh, about with that. Uh, all right, back to some more serious, uh, serious things here. You can join us. This is Pastor Scott Furrow, the Southern California Live Program. You can join our program at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And uh, we'd love to have your thoughts about this. If you've got things on your, your mind about the election that's going on today and uh, how it uh, will impact our culture, impact churches, uh, where are we at as believers um, with the different things. There are some things going on. Let me tell you what's going on if you're not aware of all the different things uh, that are happening. Some key races today, Virginia's governor race. Every four years, they make a big deal out of it because it always happens a year after the presidential election. And they the media treats it like it's some kind of, um, you know, bellwether or canary in the in the coal mine about how people feel about the president, the current administration. Usually, uh, it probably doesn't really have a lot to do with it, but I don't know. I don't know this time. One of the things I think that's interesting about it, though, is how schools played such a part. In the last hour, we talked about the schools and how Christians can be involved there, and and what's happening in Virginia in the schools is pretty serious. And when the Democratic candidate said that parents really shouldn't have uh, a role to play in the schools, uh, things immediately switched in that race uh, to Glenn Youngkin, his uh, Republican competitor, because uh, parents don't like that. I don't like that. I think parents, we've got to be involved, and Christian parents, we need to be involved if our kids are in public schools, or even if, if they're not, they're somewhere else. You know, you're still paying taxes for those public schools. Um, get involved. So we may find out some information about that. In Minnesota, there is a police referendum. Referendum. Uh, voters in Minneapolis uh about a year and a half after the George Floyd murder. Uh, they're voting today on whether or not to approve or reject a referendum that would significantly overhaul policing in uh, Minneapolis. And it's being watched nationally as kind of a test of the defund the police movement uh, that uh, was going on about a year ago. And it'll be interesting to see how that plays out because in the past year, 
Minneapolis recorded the most homicides uh, since the mid-1990s. And so, you know, there's a lot of interesting questions there. And as we think about safety in our communities and safety for what's going on, um, I think that there's a lot of things that could change, a lot of reforms that need to happen, but the a lot of the things that gets said, uh, my opinion, is they're leaving people less safe. All right, so that's another thing going on. There's a lot of things that are kind of minor New Jersey governor race. You know, um, the first uh, Democrat might get reelected for the first time since 1977. A Democrat has won twice in a row. That's surprising to me. Actually, that's the case, but that could be. The rest of them are kind of minor. Um, there's a Democratic Socialist candidate. That's uh, India Walton, who's running for uh, mayor of Buffalo, New York. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, if uh, if that happens. This brings up a whole lot of things that might be on our mind. And what it does is that after today, we start to get into the process for next year. And it's kind of frustrating that everything gets political so fast that we'll already be talking about uh, what's going on next. Can I share something with you? I like to call this the, uh, the ferocious axiom number one when we get involved in politics. All right, the number here is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. If you've got an opinion you want to share uh, or thoughts about uh, the election day today, different things that might be on your mind, join our program. We'd love to hear from you and hear where you're at with different things. Here's ferocious axiom number one. When it comes to Christians being involved in the political process, are you ready? Here it is. Don't be crazy. Let the other guy be crazy. All right, don't be crazy. We don't need to be crazy. Let the other side be crazy. Uh, it matters. It matters. And there's crazy going on. And the, the frustrating thing is there's crazy going on, unfortunately, on both sides. I was at uh, an event a little while ago, and somebody came up to me, and a, a big thing for me is I think we have an opportunity as believers now to take a look at our school system and look at it from the standpoint of how much damage is being done to kids. And there's all kinds of things in that. We talked about that recently and how we just, how do we support uh, teachers? And, you know, there's a lot of different things to do, supporting Christian schools and adding more schools, homeschooling and um, tax vouchers, different things like that. I get it. But at the end of the day, there's still going to be public schools. At the end of the day, public schools are still going to have uh, as many students or not, if not more than uh, all the other schools combined. And so there is a ministry there. There is a place for us to serve. And it matters greatly, actually. Um, and with the, the, the interesting thing, we may have a guest on later this week who will talk to us about, actually, there's a lot of ways that we can support our public schools as Christians and even be on campus to share our faith, even have events on a public school campus where kids can hear about Jesus. Did you know that? I think so much of the time... I mean, don't you, do you feel like there's just separation of church and state? There's a wall. We can't pray. We can't do anything. We can't talk about anything. There's a lot of rules, and it's a minefield to navigate. But actually, some groups and some churches, uh, some Christian groups are doing a great, great job at that. But the thing that undermines it sometimes is when we attack the crazy that is coming from one side with crazy coming from another. I'll give you, another, I'll give you an example I had recently. So I'm at this event. And somebody comes up to me who is running an organization that is about schooling. I won't get into it further than that. I'm not trying to embarrass anybody, but I was excited to meet this person. And I was excited about this, this new movement uh, that was being described to me. And within a couple of minutes, a couple of minutes of the conversation, 
I suddenly heard from this person my favorite, unfortunately terrible, conspiracy theory. My favorite conspiracy theory in all of the things in the last couple of years is this one. And I heard this person say it to me like it's true. This person said, and it has nothing to do with schools, by the way. So within five minutes of learning about this organization, an organization that I would like to be a part of, uh, at least I thought so, until I heard that coronavirus is caused by 5G antennas that are coming up around the world, and that's the reason that we've got COVID-19. And uh, I don't know that that was a big one in the United States a year ago. I was I was enjoying the, the reading that uh, in Europe in particular, there were all kinds of people burning down 5G towers because they thought the 5G thing was giving out coronavirus in some kind of government conspiracy with 5G. And the best part of that is somebody decided that the the metal bar, if you, you know, we had to suddenly put on masks, you know, last year, and you go to Costco and you buy the masks and the, those those boxes full of them. Uh, I never had like a cloth mask or anything. And the funny thing too is I, I bought those masks last year and I, I was so careful to pull one clean one out and put it on my face and try to get it right. And uh, today, you know, if I happen to go with someplace that wants me to wear a mask and I got to put it on, uh, I'm just digging around the floor of my car looking for one that my kids have probably stepped on and it's just been down there for who knows how long, but I got to have a mask somewhere to go on so I can get the donut I want in this place. Anyway, we've changed our minds about this. The conspiracy theory was that that metal bar that you pinch around your nose is actually a 5G antenna and the government is, uh, that's how they're infiltrating your brain with whatever the government propaganda is that they want you to know uh, and it's how they're giving you coronavirus. Okay, that's crazy. I'm just going to put it out there, and if you want to call, you can call me, 888-52-TALKS, and tell me that that thing is an antenna that is um, speaking to you from the government. I'd really like to know what it's telling you, uh, or maybe I don't. Well, anyway, this person immediately gives me this thing. She didn't talk about the mask, but she talked about the 5G antennas. And I'm out. I'm completely out. This person had a great thing that they wanted to go for. They were really looking at something good. And uh, something with school, something that matters greatly in five minutes in the conversation, you're telling me that coronavirus happens because of that. Now, that's an extreme example, I think, but that's my axiom. And as Christians, we got to be careful because, yeah, there's a lot of stuff coming from the uh, the left side, the, the real sort of religious, wokest uh, side out there. That honestly is crazy. Um, but on our side, we got some crazy too. And I think that scripturally... We are called, first of all, to be truthful. We've got to be truthful, and that means we've got to be discerning. We're called to be wise. We are called to be wise people, and that is the way we need to be in the culture. If we're going to be the light of the world, if we're going to be salt, then we have got to be people who are speaking the truth, and sometimes that truth is, I don't know what the truth is. There's a lot of stuff today that's confusing. There's a lot of stuff today where, you know, I don't know if what you're telling me is true or not on all sorts of things. You know, follow the science, they say. Well, sometimes I can follow the science and it seems pretty clear, but other times I follow the science and I get a different answer from one group over another. And therefore, I need to like, maybe I've got an opinion, but I need to state it's my opinion. We can talk about that more. I'm interested in hearing your thoughts about elections today and issues that come to mind as we talk about these things. The number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'll get your calls after we take a break. You're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. We'll be right back. Stay tuned.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'm your guest host this week, and uh, it's great to be with you today. And uh, the phone number here is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And because today's Election Day and some election results are coming in, I thought we would talk about that and get into uh, some of the implications that the voting today would have. And I'd love to get your opinions about what's going on, what's on your mind, because the conversation will shift now into uh, the political conversation anyway. And what do we do about it as believers? What do we do about it as people who care? And one of the things I want to encourage you is we shouldn't do everything just around the elections. There's a whole year before we vote again. Uh, there's a lot of ways to get involved and to support and to pray. So let me go to the phones. Uh, again, the number is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. If you'd like to join the discussion, uh, Carlos from Culver City. Welcome to Southern California Live. Thanks for calling, Carlos. Uh, yes, hi, Pastor Scott. Um, uh, I'm in Whittier, actually. I think I, I must have... Uh, All right, Whittier. All right, well, a little further away. A little bit. I'm far from the 405, thank God. That's all. <laughs> um, but um, I wanted to bring up, actually, the fact that I, I spoke to your screener about how um, I felt that these elections are really starting to showcase, even where it's you know, Democrats versus Democrats, that there really is a shift towards uh, or a splitting, a divide of people that really believe that the state needs to have some kind of ultimate control, power, or dictating uh, authority. And there's people who more and more are deciding that uh, they want some of their autonomy back as, as citizens, as uh, not just as believers, but I think just people in general. I mean, I think the new conservative movement isn't really uh, so Christian. I think there's a lot of unsavory uh, parts of it, you know, that, that we have to distance ourselves as Christians and not just say we're conservatives, we're Christians and conservatives, but there's, there's a lot of people who really uh, abdicate their personal decision power to elected officials, to bosses, to uh, health boards, school boards, and uh, I think it's just a comfort thing. They don't know, uh, they don't have wisdom, they don't seek it, they don't know how to make their own decisions, and so it's so much simpler to just let an, ele- an elected official do it for them but there's also, a, a, I think, a quickly growing group of people within our country that are deciding that, that that's not the case for them. Yeah, I agree and with you, actually. Like uh, showcase that. I agree with you, yeah, Carlos. Right. Why, why do you think that's happening? I think more and more um, the decisions that are being made, uh, you know, uh, supposedly on our behalf, you know, they are, they are elected representatives a majority of the time. Um, not only is there, there's always been money in politics, uh, but I believe that a, a lot more of the money may have an agenda. Some people have much stronger arguments of, you know, than I do about what that agenda might be. Um, but it definitely is a decentralization, uh, a dehumanization of our neighbors. They want to, uh, and I say they, you know, there's always a they, but uh, whatever powers that be are, financial, financial powers, political powers, uh, want us to distrust each other. You know, you distrust your neighbor. You know, they don't wear a mask because uh, they don't care about your grandma. Or, uh, you know, they vote that way because uh, they hate people who look different. Uh, it might just be common sense decisions of, you know, we're all, pay- we're all on this boat and, uh, you, know, we can't, you know, we can't all make decisions uh, that may be a disparate to keeping the, the, the ship afloat. And many people just, you know, just want to make as much as they can. Well, you know, they're the people, I guess, just trying to get away with, uh, you know, the China as the Titanic's going away, you know, or going under. <laughs> There's all kinds of uh, uh, different things going on. And Carlos, thank you for your call and for calling Southern California Live. You can join our conversation at 888-52-TALKS, 
888-528-2557. I think Carlos makes a good point that we seem to be giving more and more to the government. Um, and I think, you know, for some people, you feel like that's that's right. And there have been centuries-old arguments about this. But um, I think that a lot of the reason is, you know, nationally, maybe in a secular standpoint, it's we're not educated about our country and why we have the freedoms and how rare that is throughout human history. Uh, and another part of it is also theological for, for Christians, um, not just for Christians, but even as a country, we used to have, even if you weren't a believer, we used to have a better theological basis uh, for different things. I was reading today, uh, there's a town in Idaho where the, a big church is promoting a theocracy, meaning that we need to have uh, a society that doesn't really have freedom of religion, ultimately, that actually is Christian and it's the, theocratic, you know, that kind of side of things. And, you know, I was reading that going, well, these people need to look at the pilgrims. The pilgrims tried to do that. And uh, that experiment uh, exploded into the Salem witch trials and uh, a whole lot of crazy, even though there were some good things that uh, they were talking about. And ultimately, good things came out of it. And one of the things that came out of it that was good is that God is above government, that the government shouldn't be deciding for you who God is because God is who God is. And it led us to the notion of... Uh, all people are created equal, that the government is not going to tell you how to worship, even though a lot of our founders were were Christians, and uh, they certainly understood Christian theology and a Judeo-Christian ethic that we're founded on, that uh, it came out of the errors of the Puritan movement that said we could have a Christian nation and sort of force people to believe things. Uh, you know, your, your taxes used to be where your tithe back then. You know, they had the PRS, the Puritan Revenue Service, and that would be how you did things. And it didn't work. Uh, didn't work at all. And I think we've lost some of that. Um, the next call looks like Prayer from Orange. Prayer, is that your name? My name is Claire. And I'm in oh, Claire. Orange. Claire, on my screen it says Prayer. Okay, well, Claire. <laughs> okay. Thanks for calling, Claire. Hi. I thank you for um, bringing up uh, um, thoughts and hopes that maybe we can start fighting back. And one thing I'm really concerned with is, uh, like, um, with the transgender or the uh, boys being called girls now that can go into the girls' restrooms Mm -hmm. or their sports changing rooms and everything, uh, where one day they can be a boy, the next day they can be a girl. And how can we fight this? I, I, I have five granddaughters, and it terrifies me thinking, this is too upside down. I don't know at what level or how we can fight such a, a frightening thing. Yeah, thank you, Claire, for uh, your call. I appreciate that. And uh, um, you're listening to Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. The number here, if you want to join our conversation, is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'm interested in hearing from you about... Uh, issues in our uh, political world as it's election day in many states uh, today and some important things going on there. Uh, getting to Claire's uh, comment, you know, about the, the transgender issue, and there's so many different things uh, with that. You know, one of the things I would mention, I think, first and foremost about that and some of the other issues is that there is a spiritual component going on. I think when things are way off of where humanity has even thought for all of history. Uh, the, you have to look to a spiritual side of it. You have to look to 
what the devil is doing. Um, and uh, that's a big part of it. So we need to be a people of prayer, number one. And I think prayer is even getting beat up because people feel like, well, uh, prayer, we're not really doing anything, and people sort of uh, mock the idea of thoughts and prayers. You know, whenever there's a, a national tragedy or something, people say that. Um, but here's the thing. There is definitely a spiritual battle going on, and we don't know all of what how that works, Okay. Um, but we do know that First Corinthians tells us that God is not the author of confusion. And when we get to this issue of, of transgender, um, there are certain people who are dealing with real things of that, okay? But mostly what we're talking about uh, is not that. I was in, and the thing is, is that I, I don't think most people are on the same page. I think we have become a culture that doesn't know how to speak out about things that are confusing or uh, different because we've become a culture where we have forgotten what truth is and how important that is. Does that make sense to you? I was in uh, the San Francisco airport a while ago, and uh, most places that you go now, airports, you know, you'll find sort of an all-gender bathroom, and you see that in restaurants and other places. And what most of these places have done is they've just replaced the sign on the door, right, with uh, a sign that says "all gender." And uh, which I think is a bummer out there for uh, for the women in our audience because uh, that means that sometimes you're inadvertently going into what used to be the men's room, and uh, men's rooms are disgusting. They just are. But the ladies' rooms are kind of fancy, I've discovered. As I've gone into it, it's like, oh, this must have been the ladies' room. There's a couch. Uh, there's a place to, uh, you know, sit down and read a newspaper. It's kind of a totally different environment. And unfortunately, uh, we're going to wreck it all. Um, so I'm in their airport in San Francisco, but they don't have just the change of sign. They actually had an entirely full restroom for all genders. So you had three three restrooms. And I sat across from it and I observed this. There was men's room. There was the ladies' room, women's restroom. And you know what airport restrooms are? You kind of go in. There's no door really most of the time, but you kind of go around a little circle so it keeps the privacy and things. And then there was all, all genders. And the thing that I found interesting about it was it was a full-blown restroom. It wasn't just a change of sign. They actually added a third restroom. And they and I sat there thinking they must have spent millions of dollars throughout this airport to do this. I don't know how many of them there were. But I had a lengthy lay, layover, and I sat there watching, and I was curious, does anybody use the all restroom? And the answer was, well, I was sitting there. Not one person went in there. Zero people went in there. And... You know, I thought to myself, does isn't it against the point, right? If you are a transgender man or transgender woman, don't you want to use the uh, the male or female restroom of your choice? I thought that's the point. What's who would who's that for? And I finally sat there and I thought they spent millions of dollars to build a restroom that nobody's going to use. That's not really for anybody, but they're just making some kind of political statement. And when you really get down to it. I mean, maybe I'm wrong about that, but, uh, and I, you know, lots of people I've asked people like, who's that for? And some somebody said, well, it's for people who like really clean restrooms because nobody's in there. It must be super clean. You know, and if I needed one really fast and there was a line, I guess I would uh, use that, I suppose. Uh, I didn't go in there. I thought everyone's going to think I'm a, you know, weird person to go in there, even, you know, whoever. So uh, I was really curious that we have this sort of attitude that we're doing things as a culture that a very, in my opinion, a very small number of people actually agree with. And we're doing this because we just don't speak for truth anymore. And maybe we're convinced that there isn't truth. And let me tell you what this is. Scripturally, 
scripturally, this is part, and I think this is the devil's plan, to take Genesis 1 through 3 out of your Bible. You see, all the things that are creating confusion in the world today, gender stuff, uh, stuff about creation, stuff about sin, stuff about the purpose of humanity, stuff about spiritual things, you get a really good answer for what's going on in the world from Genesis 1 through 3. You have a great idea about how we got here, what we're doing here, what things are supposed to be like, who is God, what does he want, all of those things, Genesis 1 through 3, who are men and women, how do we work, you know, all of it is in there. But if you remove Genesis 1 through 3 from your Bible, you've taken away foundationally God's authority because it's his creation. If he's not the creator, then you question, you know, whether God has authority at all, if there is a God. You take away all of those different things and you take away uh, who we are as men and women if you get rid of Genesis 1 through 3. And that's something that I think we need to be thinking about as believers is the world today is trying to eliminate from our thinking uh, who God is and who we are as humans. Uh, But it's going to fail at that. I don't even think most people agree with what the culture is doing with there, but I think we've come to a place where we can't, we feel like we can't speak out. And this needs to change. This has got to be different. That's why I say my, you know, my axiom is don't be crazy because I think one of the problems that we have sometimes is that we hear some people speaking out and they're crazy. They're saying that coronavirus is put out there by 5G towers and like, I can't be a part of that. And so then nobody says anything. We need to get past that. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. You're listening to Southern California Live. The number here, if you want to join our conversation, is 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. I'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow, and it's good to be with you today. If you want to join our conversation, you can give me a call at 888-52-TALKS, 888-528-2557. And this hour, wanted to just talk about the election that's going on and get your thoughts about it. So you can call if you've got any questions or comments or things that are on your mind with the election going on today. A lot of issues um, are being looked at that I think are interesting, and, and many people think it might be a bellwether uh, for the nation as far as what happens now and what's going to happen pretty soon. And all these things have implications on our lives. They have implications on our churches and how we do church. Um, they have implications for our schools, for education, for lots of different things. So I think it's important that we're involved. It's important that we are educated. It's also important that we have a spiritual outlook on what's happening as we have seen things change significantly in our, our country um, all of these different things. Lots of you are looking at the uh, the news, of course, is looking at the Virginia uh, election. Still too close to call. Young can weigh ahead 56% to 42, but uh, you got to look at Northern Virginia and how those are coming in. Uh, that's usually how it goes, you know, in a lot of states. Um, you know, I liken it to, uh, you know, in California, you know, the reason that Democrats win is because there's a lot of Democrats. Uh, and because the particularly the counties up in the Bay Area. They vote about 90%, 80% uh, Democrat. And uh, it's kind of like getting a zero on an exam. When you're in middle school, you finally realize that, you know, a zero is a lot worse than a 50. And uh, it kills your grade. Well, Republicans get a zero uh, in the Bay Area, mostly in uh, this state. And in Virginia, it's similar. They get a zero in uh, Alexandria and Arlington uh, County, typically. And that carries the whole state 
along with a couple other big cities. Uh, so we'll see. You can kind of follow that. I think it'll be interesting because if the Republican does win there, then what happens is people are going to examine the conversations that are going on in schools because I think people are going to say that the election turn on stuff going on in the schools there, there's a very severe uh, issue related to transgenderism in the schools there where a, a boy dressed in a dress uh, raped a girl in the girl's bathroom in a school and then the school district covered it up and the father exposed them, and uh, he was telling the truth, and it's pretty ugly uh, what's happened. There's a whole lot of other things that have gone on in the schools there. And, you know, people are pretty irritated, I think, uh, around the country uh, with some of the coronavirus rules and things. But the the bigger moral issues are the ones that I'm looking at, uh, the bigger issues about how it might affect uh, how we do ministry and how we do it in a smart way. Um, before the break, I was talking about one of the reasons these things are happening, uh, Claire's phone call, you know, about why these things are happening. We have to realize that whatever is happening spiritually is true, meaning that in the Bible, we're not told specifically every little detail of what Satan uh, is doing or how demons work and all that. And I think we get in a lot of trouble when we're trying to figure that out, okay, because we just don't know. And people sometimes say crazy stuff that's just not true. We just need to not be truthful. However, we are told to put on the armor of God, to actually to put on the whole armor of God, all right, the full armor of God. And the reason that we put on the full armor of God is not because the school districts are going to come against us and not because uh, some group of people out there who are pagans might say mean stuff about us, not because... We might have some hard time getting a permit for our church or, or different things like that. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, Finally, be strong in the Lord and mighty in, and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against, does it say against the left wing? Does it say against the right wing? Does it say against the, the wokus? Does it say against all this? No, it says against the devil's schemes. And this is a big thing for us to remember, especially when we're considering issues of, of humanity. People were, we're struggling as human beings with a lot of things about who we are and what we are about. Uh, our struggle, verse 12, is not against flesh and blood, okay, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. You know what that means? Here's what it means. Let me give it to you in the, in the, in the Greek language. All right, here's what it means. It means against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms, that this is something the Bible is telling us is true. It doesn't tell us everything, what that means specifically, but it tells us very specifically that there are powers of this dark world and that our battle is against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. That should explain it all to you, frankly. Therefore, put on the full armor of God. So when the day of evil comes, and a lot of what we're facing is evil, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. That's why we got to be careful about what we say. That's why we can't be crazy. You can't fight crazy with crazy because you're going to be the one crazy, and you'll get nowhere. we got to be truthful. You can be crazy in the gospel. People are going to call you crazy for the sake of Christ. That's okay. Uh, but don't be crazy with stuff that's just not true, like coronavirus is started by 5G antennas. Not true. Not happening. 
Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may stand your ground. Stand firm then with a belt of truth buckled around your waist, with a breastplate of righteousness in place. Our behavior matters. It, it jeopardizes us quite a bit when our behavior doesn't match our, you know, what we're selling. Um, with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Not the flaming arrows of the left, flaming arrows of the Democrats, flaming arrows of the right, flaming arrows of whoever, the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of the Lord, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. We need to do that. i uh, got a few more minutes. I'll take a, a couple of calls here. i got Steve from Pico Rivera. Steve, thanks for calling the Southern California Live program. Steve. Pretty good? Uh, yeah, things are great. Uh, what kind of, what's on your mind, Steve? Yeah, this is what's on my mind. Regarding elections, regardless what state is having an election, primary and foremost, there needs to be a methodology that determines who is eligible, who is registered, who is who to vote, a definition of a voter, and be in a position where there's people who manipulate votes or doing anything that's malicious, there should be a felony imposed on those individuals that are attempting to manipulate our constitutional rights, state rights, and determine what actual candidate we actually vote for. Hey, thank you for your call, Steve. You know, I think uh, voter identification laws, it's a huge deal, and obviously it's controversial for some reason. And, you know, I think it does get into to truth. Frankly, and I'd love to hear we're not going to have time for it today. Maybe we'll have time for it tomorrow. We might have a conversation where this will fit. Um, personally, I'm going to tell you what I think. I think that uh, the only reason not to have voter ID is because you want to cheat. Um, and that might sound harsh to some of you. I'd love to hear the difference, but uh, I'd love to hear you call me if you are a person uh, who does not have a picture ID. Uh, there are people who don't. I've dealt with some homeless people who have lost it and helped them try to get back to it. There's some elderly who've stopped driving and never went and got the ID. There's some people. All right. But if you've got a bank account, you need, you know, if you've got, you want to travel, you want to fly, most people have the ID. Maybe the answer is we do a better job at getting people their ID and really use some government money since we're spending it willy nilly to help people do that. But right now in every voter precinct in the country, you can have provisional ballots. And if you don't have your ID, you should be able to fill out the provisional ballot saying, I am who I say I am, make it a felony if you're lying, and you still get to vote. We're not taking the vote away from everybody. We make it safe. Why can't we do that? Uh, Once again, I think that there are other reasons, and I think if we're going to be involved, we need to be truthful about it. We need to not spout a bunch of statistics that aren't true or that we can't back up or that we heard on social media or we got from some other person. we got to try to be as truthful as possible because it undermines us when uh, we say things that aren't true. And when we find out we said something that's not true, we need to go back and say, hey, I got this wrong. Uh, People respect that. Uh, People respect that a lot. We're running out of time here. I want to take another call. Greg from Bellflower. Greg, welcome to Southern California Live. Thanks, Pastor. Uh, As I go back and forth, and I pray for our country every day, I pray for salvation for our leaders. But I just want to remind people that God is still on the throne. We, we tend to forget that he's still in control no matter what it looks like. Uh, if God is allowing it to happen, me as a believer, I believe that everything that happens to me, God is allowed to happen. And if he's allowing it to happen to me, it's for my benefit because he loves me. And I, 
you know, Satan's on the rampage. But I've read the end of the book, and he That's don't right. win. He, he can mess us up a little bit. But I just want to remind people that God is still on the throne. He is still able. Everything could change quicker with him than it did with us just turning our backs on on God. And, and I right. think we're out of shape we are because we, as a Christian nation, have turned our back on God uh, and put it on other people. Who's going to help us? Who's going to do what? And yeah. we need to get back to putting on the full armor of God. That's right. And staying in the Bible and praying for our neighbors and the people around us and, and the people that are hurt. That's right. Greg, I'm running out of time. Greg, I'm running out of time. i got to let you go. But uh, you are 100% right. You're a good man, Greg, to remind us of that, that God still is on the throne. You know, God is not confused about what's happening in our elections and what's happening in our country. God is not surprised uh, that Biden is the president. He's not surprised that uh, whoever's going to win in, in Virginia is going to win. Uh, he's not surprised about transgenderism and all of the different things going on. He is aware of why. He's aware of where history is going, and he is going to take it. Uh, to the place where one day every knee is going to bow and every tongue will confess. And our job is not to win a bunch of elections. Our job is to point people to Jesus Christ first and foremost. That'll translate, I think, into better country and better leadership and other things. But our job is to make disciples of Jesus, not to make disciples of our own political points of view or party, but of Jesus Christ. And we need to remember that. And he is on the throne. He is the judge. Uh, thank you for bringing that up, Greg. I appreciate your call very, very much. And on that, I'm going to end our program today. Everybody, thank you for listening. You can get the podcast at kkla.com and uh, hear uh, what's going on. It'll be posted on there pretty soon. Also go to kkla.com to find out other great things that are going on in our community right here on this station. I'm Pastor Scott Furrow. This is Southern California Live. I'll be back with you again tomorrow, and we'll have a good time doing that. God bless you. I'll see you again tomorrow.